You're listening to the Empowering Process Podcast with your host, Gail Kraft. Listen as she holds frank discussions around how your purpose, being present, and trusting your power impacts your life. Whether you're an entrepreneur, leader, or developing your vision, you'll find wisdom and insights you can utilize right now. Welcome your host, Gail Kraft. Welcome, everybody. This is Gail Kraft from the Empowering Process Podcast. And today we have a very special guest. And again, we have no idea where the conversation is going to go. Dean Ricardo. Did I get that correct? Yes. Yes. Yay. And so Dean, he is the founder and CEO of Online Marketing Muscle. The muscle <laughs> and the number one best-selling author of the mind stretch 49 inspiring insights for business breakthrough and it's basically small businesses but dean thank you for joining me but that's not what we're going to talk about much today is it me? right no i <laughs> based on our brief conversations prior now i think we yeah. have so many better places to go yeah we might slide <laughs> into there who knows who knows right You know, but we all have a story as to why we do what we do. And, you know, one of my story threads, if you will, because we're a tapestry, so it's just a thread that we're going to be talking about, not our full selves. One of my threads is that of being told as I grew up, no, 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 for anything that I wanted to do, because Gail, you're a girl, you're just going to get married and have babies. No, no, you can't be a ballerina when I got accepted to the Boston School of Ballet. No, you cannot take the, the college courses. You, sh- you need to get a skill because you're not going to be, you know, you're going to be a wife anyway. And then, no, you can't go to college. You're just going to get married. We're not spending the money. So you know, 21, guess what? I was married at 22. Guess what? I was pregnant at 23. Guess what? I was with a baby and divorced. <laughs> wow. Right? Yes. 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 And so I found myself on welfare with the baby Mm. being given two options. Option number one, learn to work the system because I had people telling me how you work the system. Right. Or two, get off your ass and get a job. Right. I I got a job and here's the, the kicker. And then Dean, we want to talk to you about the stories that you were growing up with. Right. Sure. Breaking. I chose to go back to work. I lost money. I got more money by being on welfare because I had to pay for car, I you know, transportation. I had to pay for daycare. You know, all of those expenses, my net at the end of the week was less. Mm. But within two years, I was the manager at a prestigious organization, owned a house and had a new car. Right. Much higher upside. Right. So, um, so, you know, the opportunities that I made for my family, I made for my family would not have happened if I didn't, if I took the first route versus the second. So we all have choices, right? And, Mm -hmm. you know, and we can always adjust our choices, but you also were brought up with a certain set of paradigms. So let's talk about those paradigms, Dean. Sure. Absolutely. Um, I came up in a pretty sizable family. I'm first generation American here. My mom was born in Italy, my father in Puerto Rico. I always joke that they they met on a banana boat crashing in the middle of the ocean somewhere. It was something kind of, you know, they both came when they were kind of young, but they came with their programming also on what life was supposed to be like. Uh, growing up in New York, 
I was born in Queens, raised on Long Island my entire life. And so there was that programming. The, the, whole, the whole paradigm was you got to go to college. You got to be the first one to go to college. You got to go to college. My three older brothers didn't want anything to do with college. So they went the traditional route. They just got themselves a trade and figured out what they were going to do or fell into it as my father kind of shoveled them into it. Uh, me, I was the first one to really break out and, and go to college. I knew I, I couldn't do what the family was doing. They were all electricians. It wasn't my, my thing. Just wasn't. Uh, I knew I was destined for more. I just wasn't sure what, Right. you know, what kid is, you right. know, <laughs> when you really think about it, what kid is. So the traditional programming that we were being fed was, was college, job, family, college, job, family. So I said, okay, well, let me get started with this college thing. So I went to college. I did my undergrad. I did my graduate. And, and as I mentioned in private on the side with you earlier that uh, I spent the last, I don't know how many years unlearning much of what I learned in that time. It's insane. The amount of bad programming that I had received in that period of time. But at that time, you look at it like it's gospel, right? right. You're, you're learning from people who never really experienced things themselves. Right. They're teaching you from textbooks, right? Right. They're, it was just, it was, it's really insanity when right. you think about it. Right. And so I was that kid growing up that I was an entrepreneur my whole life. I just didn't know it for certain. I was the kid mowing all the lawns, shoveling all the snow, washing all the cars, all to make a couple of quarters to be able to pay for the movies, mm -hmm. to be able to go somewhere because money was tight with us growing up. My dad had five boys. My mom and dad had five boys and try and feed five boys, hmm. you know, um, quite a, quite a task on an electrician's salary. Right. So, you know, dad's working constantly, not only his regular job, but then overtime and then side jobs at night to try and put extra food on the table for his boys, you know? So I did the college route and I did very well in college. I came out of college with a computer science degree I did my master's degree um, in total quality management. That at least started moving me in a little bit of a better path. You oh, know, TQM. I love it. TQM. Yeah. You're speaking my yeah. language, my corporate language, right? Yes. So, it was, you know, I, I enjoyed ripping into companies, taking them apart, putting them back together better than they were originally. That was fun. You know, um, however, the way a lot of that was happening and the way we went about it was not quite accurate. And I could say that now that I've, worked with so many entrepreneurs for so many years coaching, you know, um, business owners for a very long time for the last couple of decades. So I did the college thing. And then I went and I got the jobs and I played in corporate America for about a dozen years. And uh, it took about that until it got to that point where I'm like, I can't stand this. You know, I was moving up the ladders very quickly. I was making very comfortable six figure salary. Life was good. You know, I had a house, I bought a house this is before I even got married. I bought a house. So I had more money than I needed. I was a stupid kid with, you know, making a lot of money. But I was flying all over the place. And I'm like, you know, family was one of my, my, my strong values growing up, very strong right. family unit. And I'm like, I can't create a family like this. I can't, who, who am I going to meet? Who's going to, and, and the bottom line was, when I was growing up, my dad, as much as he loved me, he wasn't there very much. He was always working. So I was the kid on the baseball field saying, why isn't my dad here? Why is everybody else's dad here? 
Why is everybody else's dad dressed nice? You know, and my dad, when he does finally make it to the games, he's filthy from working, you know, uh, doing his electrician thing. Right, He's got his two belt on. Yes, exactly. You know, um, I didn't appreciate it then. I didn't understand it then. But as a kid, it affected me a lot. So when I got to the point where it was like, okay, I really would love to have a family. I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm going to create a family that I can't raise, that I wouldn't be there for. It's just not happening. It was not congruent with who I am and who I wanted to become as I continued to grow up. So, so, so let's, let's kind of pa- pause there a, a little bit, sure, Dean, Dean because that dissatisfaction of not knowing, knowing who you are, we kind of suppress that. So let's, yes. let's go back to, you made a comment at what kid knows what he wants. Yes. Right. I, I have this, this thing that I, that I've said for, for decades, you know, throughout my entire childhood, you tell me what to do. When I say I want to do this, you say, no, this is what you're going to do. I turn 18 and you look at me and say, so now what are you going to do with your life? You never taught me how to figure out what the, how to answer that. And so my response is how the hell do I know? Right. Exactly. And this is, I'm going to fall into some job. Yes, exactly. You're just expected to all of a sudden, and then, you know, right. That way we were, we were educated in such a way and trained in such a way not to think that way, right? not to think creatively. And then when we did think creatively, it got kind of like poo-pooed a little bit. Why would you want to do that? Right. You know, you can't make money doing that. Right. Oh, that's too hard. Right. 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 Or or for me, women don't do that kind of work. All right. And I watch parents today doing the same thing to their youth as work today is very different than work 20, 30, 40 years ago just is, you know, somebody can go on YouTube and they can make enough money in three years on YouTube to last the rest of their life. If they're smart, right. You know, if they know how to manage the money properly, but you know, I mean this, the programming is powerful. And, you know, as a kid growing up and trying to figure out who I was and what I wanted to do, the first instinct was always please mom and dad. I knew how bad they wanted a kid who would go to college, get the prestigious degrees and be able to be a white collar worker, not somebody who got his hands dirty all day. Right. A different kind of hands dirty, maybe, but not the kind you do when you're an electrician. Right. right? So, but in white collar, we get dirty too. It's just different. Right. So um coming through the job cycle, the corporate America cycle, you know, my feet were sleeping bad. It was, it was something awful. And I knew that I couldn't continue that path and be able to be true to my values. Who I right. was. So let's pause there again. Sure. Because that feeling, I would say the majority of workers silently show up at work wishing the hell they weren't there. You bet. Right. Even those who say, I love my job, because I loved most of the jobs that I had. Sure. That's why I climbed the ladder, right? Because there was there was something that I got out of there, and that's a whole other story. What I the what I was getting fed, right? right? But as soon as I got that satisfaction, I was miserable again. Yes, exactly. Right, because that? I had to get up and I had to go right. and do this, and I had to listen to that lie, and I had to, I had to lie. I had to be asked to lie, especially in leadership role, right? Right, right. right? And they would call it. 
let's frame that in a way that it's going to be received better. <laughs> oh boy. Yep. <laughs> I get that. Right. right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, so there's misery other right. people are feeling, right? Right. And so, and, and for me, it was like choking on it. So you're, you're in this misery. What snapped that got you out of doing what you were doing into doing something different? Well, it, it came through a couple of it came through a couple of signs, and one of those signs was just reconnecting again with what I wanted and who I was. Mm -hmm. Doing a lot of that searching again. Uh, what do I want to create here? And my strong values, my value for family, and what I wanted to create. I was getting a little bit older. I was in my late twenties at the time, going towards thirty, and I'm like, and then thirty, and I'm like, okay, well, I really want to create a family at some point. If I'm gonna do it, I got to do it sometime soon. Right. You know, um, or else I don't want to be a dad at like 70. I just wasn't looking for that. I right. knew that I had dad qualities, you know, that I had that nurture ability. I felt I always felt strongly that I would be a very good dad um, based on how I was raised and what I just knew to be so. So, I, you know, and then one day, one of my team members came to me. One of my employees came to me. He was, I, I had run, I was running a team of sharpshooters, meaning men and women that were the best at what they did in the IT field. And I had, I had about 12 to 15 of these people all mm -hmm. around the world, stationed right. all around the world. Right. And you deploy and, them as needed. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and one of them comes to me and he, he's basically said, you know, he's like, you're one of the two smartest people I know. What are you doing here? You know, and he's like, my other smartest person I know is my cousin. You two need to meet and figure out something. You know, I don't know what it is, but, you know, I want to introduce you guys. I said, okay, I'm open to it. You know, mm -hmm. I was already because I was ready. My, my wheels were turning already. Mm -hmm. But then somebody coming to me that I trusted coming to me and saying that I was like, okay, you know, maybe there's something to this. And then I ended up meeting this guy's cousin. We hit it off and it was like, yeah, you know, this thing in corporate America isn't working for me. So um, at the time, I was I was uh, I was serious with somebody. I was getting engaged at the time, and I was like, "Look, you know, I went through step one, which was college. I did that. I went through step two, which was job. The next was family. But then I was like, you know what? I can't proceed to family. Step three, if step two is not fulfilled, if it's incorrect, if oh, I satisfied, you're a linear thinker. Oh." But I, it just, it was, it just wouldn't connect for me. Wow. So I was like, you know what, before I proceed, if I'm ever going to take that chance of being an entrepreneur, it's best that I took it prior to having kids in the picture. Right. Without because any consequences kids, to anyone. Yes. But you. yes. Because okay. I could be completely irrational. I could be completely um, idiotic. I could try everything possible. You have to be brave I, if you want to be an entrepreneur. Yes. You bet. So yeah. it was it was a point in my life where I was like, okay, financially I was fine. I was at a point where I could take a lot of risk without the consequences on someone else. Right. So without my fiance having to deal with too much garbage, right. you know, after we ended up getting married. And then it's like, okay, well, we want to have kids now. And I'm like, well, I still want to start a business. So it was about, all right, if we're going to take a shot at this, let's take it now. 
while we can handle it. She was my fiance at the time was working in a law firm in Manhattan. So she was in a top four law firm as a, as a legal assistant to one of the partners at a, this huge firm. So we were, we were fine financially. That wasn't an issue, even though we lived in New York, which is, I don't know if anybody's ever fine financially <laughs> in New York, that's a side note, but anyway, so, so we decided, you know what? Okay. Yeah. It's the time to take the shot. Let's see where this goes. So, um, the problem was I didn't know what I didn't know. I came out thinking that, oh, this will be a breeze. I got all the college. I've got, you know, a dozen years in corporate America, building divisions of, of multi-million dollar capacity. Um, this should be easy. Yeah. Woo! Not Let the same me tell world. you. Oh my goodness. It it is not apples to apples. It is apples to some foreign whatever. So I got my rear end kicked all over the place. Talk about being humbled, mm -hmm. going from a beautiful salary and an easier life to zero, making nothing, you know? But I did still have my fiance was there with me and she's like, okay, well, you know, we got to push through and figure out what's going on. And so she was a huge support mechanism for me at that time as well. I am married to that woman still to this day. Lovely. So, um, so. After a couple of years of that, with that first company that we created, you know, we had a conversation, my wife and I, we talk about everything. So it was like, this isn't working. You know, uh, we had, we had agreed to things that were going to happen. There were partners in that business. So it was like, okay, as partners, we agreed, I would leave my job in corporate America first. And then six months later, this one would leave his job. And then six months later, this one would leave his job, you know, and everything's hunky dory. Okay, great. Now, so here's Dean jumps in all, all full force off the bat. I quit my job. I leave, right? And then six months go by and they do nothing. And they sat there and waited for me to create. Yes. Tell me about it. So, so I'm like, you know, this isn't working. And my wife looked at me. She's like, this is definitely not working. This ain't happening. If we're going to struggle and suffer, we're not going to do it for them. No. Not, they haven't earned that from us. I said, you know what? You're absolutely right. So we dumped that company, you know, mm -hmm. and then we, then we said, you know what? We need to figure some stuff out. So we took, we said, okay, we're going to take six months off and we're going to learn. We're going to grow. We're going to, we're going to figure some things out. What do we want to be when we grow up this next iteration, you know, so while we have the opportunity. There's another great pause. Sure. So you had, you had someone to work this through. I yes. strongly advise people not to do this stuff on their own. Yes. Right. Agreed. Have, have a C-O-A-C-H. Be careful that you have a good one. Yes, um, absolutely. And a life coach, not a business coach, because not everyone is cut up to be an entrepreneur and there's Correct. nothing shameful in that. Correct. But what are you cut out to do? Correct. What are your, your strengths and, you know, how do you, have how do you create a roadmap that is yours for navigating your life correct right absolutely right. i firmly agree take the and, time uh, congratulations there's, there's no there's no substitute for having somebody great in your corner and i agree with you i i believe everybody needs a coach i also believe that everybody uh, who's looking for a coach, never hire a coach who doesn't have a coach themselves or has a coach <laughs> or, themselves. Or many you know. of them. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's And don't just look for the coach who has the paper certifications. 
That does nothing. I came out of IT. I saw the difference between somebody who has a paper certification and somebody who's actually been in a wiring closet for 20 years and knows how to rip apart a wiring closet and put it back together. There Great is a analogy. Great yes. analogy. Um, so, yes, many, mm -hmm. many coaches get there. And I'll tell you, I have a, a shitload of certifications and I don't care. I don't put yeah. them out there exactly. because they mean nothing to me if I haven't applied them and experienced right. what they mean. Right. Absolutely right? agree. Absolutely agree. You know, um, I had, I was doing a speaking gig one time and uh, I was up on stage and I was speaking and I was doing my thing and telling my story and sharing my wisdom. And I finished up and, you know, some people are congratulating. And in the back of the room, this woman comes up to me and she calls me out. And I'm like, okay, you know, she's like, what right do you have being up there talking about this? What certifications do you have? What coaching certifications you have? And I said, what do I need? Right? And she, oh, well, I got this certification. I got that. I said, you want my certifications? I said, you see that person over there? I took them from six to seven figures. You see that person over there? I took them there also. How about that person right there? Would you like to meet them? Because I took them there too. What else do you need? What do you need? You know? So it's like some people will never be satisfied. And she was trying to justify herself. Mm -hmm. you know, at my expense. And it's like, I really don't care what you think of me. I really don't. Why are you here? You right. shouldn't have been in this room if you didn't want to hear my stuff, you know, but part, again, part of her wanted to. So, yes. so, so let's fast forward a little bit. So, um, so you went through, you know, um, a C T J moment for mm -hmm. six months, right. You know right. what C T J is. I get, I get the point. Yes. Okay. Well, it's come to Jesus. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And, um, and we've all had the opportunity to do that. Many people don't do it yeah. um, because it means looking at yourself, but in that oh, yeah. process, there's self-discovery. Yes. And there, there's transformation. Transformation is constant. It's not a one and done deal. Right. right. We're, we're always evolving. We're always changing. We're always getting better, getting different than before. Um, and so you designed a business. You're now uh, you've got a coaching business. You've got a, a book out there. You do uh, training. You do keynote speaking, um, all kinds of, of stuff. Let's talk a little bit about the home life because you have created Sure. A business that you love and it's sustainable and that it's giving back to people that gives you unique opportunities at home. Correct. Right. So you, you know, grew absolutely. up with paradigms and now right. what do you do with your own family? Right. Absolutely. Um, I created the business that I wanted and I did the work. I put in the effort and made the investments because I wanted to be able to create a life that empowered me to have the freedoms I was looking for, right? I wanted to be able to create life on my own terms. I'm not the person who likes being told what to do. <laughs> Most entrepreneurs right? aren't. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just really that simple. So you tell me to do that, I'm going to say, wait a minute, time out. No, I'm going that way. I'll find my own way. Thank you very kindly. So I had a very hard time transitioning out of corporate America and back into entrepreneur thinking 
because, you know, um, because I got brainwashed for 12 years, plus the schooling prior that you have to follow the rules. Play- Record on the. Okay. <laughs> so where were we again? <laughs> so- <laughs> I was so talking you- about so many different things. So about my, about my family life. Right. Right. And right. And how so- I, how so I created you- that. Right. And so you saw all of the things that all of the things that you had to break from your paradigms for yourself. And that gave you a framework for how you were going to raise your family. Right. How, what I was going to create going forward. And um, part of what made that a little easier is through every breakdown comes breakthroughs. Correct. So when we bumped into these last three plus years, we had major breakdown in society period. We saw the public schools break down we saw our government break down. We saw small businesses break down because of the rules that were imposed on them and the the uh, systemic changes that were being forced on them that just weren't reasonable right. for a lot of you know for a lot of reasons. So we saw basically our government fail. Our government fail, in my opinion, small business, and our public schools fail our children. And I said, you know what? My wife and I looked at each other and we said, you know what? There's no way in hell that we're going to sit back and let them practice how to figure this out on my children. Right. It's not going to happen. So we had to take that step back with our business even and say, okay, we have a little bit of flexibility here. You know, can we ratchet back the business for a little while? Eliminate the dead weight stuff. We people we don't want to work with anyway, you know, now's the time, you know, Focus on those who really deserved to be working with us at that point in time. And I don't mean to sound pompous because that's not the kind of person I am, but it was my kids come first. I'm sorry, folks. My kids come first. And so three and a half years ago, we decided, you know what? Yeah, we're not injecting our kids with whatever. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. Um, No, it's not happening. We yanked them out of the school system. Again, people come to us. What are you crazy? Why would you do that? Your kids are going to suffer. You know, they're not going to have any social life. I think, you think kids are having a social life now with what's going on in the school and they're walking around with masks on and whatever. I said, no, not happening. So one of the luxuries of being an entrepreneur is you can create life on your terms. And that's what we did. Essentially, we stepped back and said, well, how much money do we really need to make? It's not about more money. It's about the perfect moments that we were creating and continue to create no matter what was going on around us, right? We're seeing people die around us. We're still at a wake last night. I'm at one today, you know, still happening all around us. Right. And I'm like, but you know what? We understood what was important to us, what mattered. And because we were connected to what mattered to us, it allowed us to make better decisions that we could stand by. And feel okay with. And that's and the, the glory of knowing your values. Yes. Not what people it, tell you your values correct. should be. Know your own personal values. Correct. Because you, you make know, choices and, accordingly. Correct. And for me, it's love, create, and learn. In that order. To love, create, and learn. So every decision I make is based on those three values. Everything. You know, so how I operated these last couple of years and how I navigated these last three years was 
grew those values, was in sync with those values. So it was calling out what needed to be called out, out of love, right? Learning from my own mistakes through the process, being okay with that, right? you know? You're, you're okay with it because you know you came from the right space when you made that decision. So it makes that decision palatable, even if it wasn't the best decision in hindsight, right? So I always say a couple of things. Your intention is pure. Yes. And you make the best decision you can make based on the information you have at the time. Yes. You have those you know, two elements. Yes. Then the result is whether you succeed or not, the result is always a learning lesson. Correct. See, we didn't, we were falling into the traps prior to the last three plus years that most adults with kids were falling into. Most of our peers were falling into. We put too much trust in the system. Mm -hmm. And that system failed. And it was failing for a long time. We just didn't see it because we weren't paying fail. attention, right? We were like, we had blinders on. We had mm -hmm. the filters, the blinders on. We're thinking that, oh, our kids are going to public school. They'll have a good education. Bull crap. My daughter, who was in seventh grade at the time when we yanked her, she couldn't read. We didn't know. We didn't realize it because she faked it very well. Poor thing. Yeah, exactly. But when I actually got my hands on her, and started to, to really dig into where she was, you know, I stopped being so busy and started to pay attention to what mattered. Then we realized, uh-oh, we got a problem here, you know? And then I had, on the flip side, I had my son whose feet was sleeping. You know, he was way too intelligent in certain areas for what they were feeding him. So then they start acting out in ways you don't like. Because they're bored. They're bored. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was like, they were both bored, but in their own way, they're two very different children. Right. And um, this one's genius in this area. This one's genius in this area. Every kid has their genius. Mm -hmm. You just got to find it. Right. You got to empower them to be able to find it and tap in with them and help them develop that. So what every breakdown leads to a breakthrough. So the fact that if that breakdown didn't happen a couple of years ago. I would never would have noticed her reading issue. Until I never it was would too have late. Yes. Until it was too late. Yep. But now, let me, let me tell you about an adult with, with that problem. Mm -hmm. um, so I was working at it. I had a pretty high level position in the, uh, an organization. And um, at the time they had admins administrators. And so our VPs had admins. So my VP right. had an admin. And we had a reorg and part of that reorg meant no admins. Right. So I had the training and resource team. So we were taking people to, to redeploy them. Right. right. And this admin could not read and she was able to fake it. Right. Right. Because she would have it, please dictate and I will type. Right. So so how, how she did it, I don't know, but she got away with it. Yeah. And we discovered it because the way that we taught was not to know what to do in, your, in the system, but right. to know how to follow the manuals. Right. Because procedures change. 
Correct. So here's the manual. Here's how you use the manual, blah, 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 blah. And she couldn't do it. And we had to eventually let her go. Yeah. That's debilitating and how embarrassing. And what a position for that adult. Oh, I know. She's a beautiful woman. Beautiful woman carrying this load. And it's it's horrible. And you got to imagine the burden that she was carrying her whole life. Right. Trying to shame, cover for shame, something. Shame, 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 shame. Oh my goodness. Oh. How horrible. Yep. And that's where I look at again what a gift these last couple of years were because it allowed us to catch that. Right. If that if this bull crap didn't happen, we wouldn't have caught it. Because as good of parents we as we were, or as we thought we were, we weren't looking correctly I, at reality. We were looking through the programming we were shown and taught. Oh, as long as you do this, 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 you're a good parent. You're good. And oh, there's great. so and there's so much of that programming. So one of the things, oh Dean, goodness. we talked about beforehand was look for the lie in everything that you're told is true. Yes, absolutely. Look at, you know, the what if game. What if yeah. I looked at this differently? What if this is not true? What if I'm being manipulated? Correct. Right. What if I'm and you are, by the way. Always, right. right? Very much so. Agreed. Um, and not managed, manipulate. I had an right. argument with with an instructor one time about you're not teaching people how to manage; you're teaching them how to manipulate. And I'm not interested in that. <laughs> Love it, right? <laughs> so, so you know, so your your words of wisdom to to folks from from this journey of you know, following the rules that just didn't fit, finally breaking through and the the struggle to, to find how you fit, you know, who am I, what am I here to do and how do I do it um, to, oh my God, now I've allowed the paradigms to, to manipulate my children. And I didn't even notice it. Correct. Correct. What's your words of wisdom to people moving forward? I mean, it it comes down to your willingness to to really dig in, your willingness to really allow yourself um, the opportunity to feel and to dig and think critically about everything that you're stepping into. Um, There were many, many days of pain, of tears, of struggle, Mm -hmm. right? Because you when you're coming through this process and you're trying to break your paradigms, that's not easy. No. Right. It's not easy. And and whoever tells you it is, they're out of their freaking mind. I'm sorry. They just are. Stop listening to that person because as human beings, it's a struggle because there's information coming at us from everywhere. Everybody seems to think they know what's best for you, except you, you can't know what's best for you. So I know when I'm, when I'm teaching my kids and I'm, you know, when I say teaching my kids, I'm also reteaching and teaching myself. Right. And that's one of the gifts of the homeschooling that I'm doing right now. If you, if you had the, the opportunity to step into one of our morning sessions that I have with my kids, you'd be like, that's school? That's what you, you call school? And I'd be like, yeah, because that's real life. What they're learning is real life. I could give a crap if they understand certain scientific methods. I really don't care. Because at the end of the day, do they know how to solve problems, right? Do they know how to function in this world, right? Are they being taught the things that are going to matter? Right. Are they going to be able to have the philosophical 
conversation so that they could formulate their own ideas, their own Are they thoughts. going to thrive versus survive? Right. Because we're looking at a world, I hate, dare I say it, puppets, zombies. Oh That's what we're looking at. And I'm like, I, I tell my kids all the time, that can't be you. Right. Because if that's you, you'll be crushed when you go out there. Yep. Somebody will decide at some point that you're not, you have no value, you're useless, and you'll be removed. And therefore the you get the stress, you get the yes. ulcers, you get you the, you know, you, you get OCD problems, you get, you know, neurodiversity, all of this stuff, you know, yes. are physical ailments brought on because of the way that you're receiving information. Exactly. Yeah. The key here though is allow yourself the gift of going down this journey, this path, because the fruits, if you, if you know how to look for them and you know how to harvest them are amazing. They're amazing. The They're people delicious. you'll run into. Yes. The people you'll run into, the new connections you'll make, the new, um, the new opportunities that start showing up for you. Yes, it'll be different. And no, it will not be where everything is just laid out for you nice and easy and tidy, like in like they want you to think it is if you just go, you know, college, job, family, you know, and you go through that path. Yeah, well, everything will be perfect for your life and you'll get that pension at the end. How many and people the, and, we know their pensions have been canceled? Oh my gosh. You know? Most of them. So unbelievable. So, and so here's a little caveat with the school. So um, my son is an aerospace engineer. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, he had to go through school. Right. He did have to go through college and, in fact, graduate school to right. get to where he's at. But he loves what he's doing. Because he and I have had the, talk, the conversation many times around there's a ceiling for being an engineer. I had that conversation before he went there. There's right. a ceiling. You know, right. if, if you don't step out of that, you, you know, financially position wise, blah, blah, blah. Right. right? right. And um, there was a time where he's like, I'm being offered management, but I, I really love what I'm doing. And my right. advice was then stay. If you then love stay. what you're doing. Yes. That's the key. Yes. Love it's your, your life. Yes. Right. There is no right or wrong answer. The, the only right answer is what's right for you. And you'll right. know it. You'll feel it. You'll right. sense it right. through your whole being what's right. Not everybody's meant, as you said earlier, Gail, nobody's meant, to, not everybody has to be an entrepreneur. But if you are wired to be an entrepreneur and you're trying to fit that square peg in a round hole, good, good luck. Not going to work. Luck. It doesn't fit. Nope. And vice versa. If you're nope. not, you know, it doesn't fit. So you nope. have to figure out where you're comfortable where you where you feel fulfilled but if you never allow yourself that opportunity right you know it's tough to you know, what right have you earned to be able to complain about it well you don't want to have regrets <laughs> of, yes, right looking absolutely. looking back right? right i can honestly say i have had some major mess ups sure we all, we all yeah. have, haven't and we? what did I do? I put my big girl panties on and went at it again. Yes. And that's the right thing to do. Right. You know, and we forgive ourselves and we move past it. And we're I thankful guess. for the opportunity to learn. 
Yes, absolutely. Right. That's back to my core values. Love, create, and learn. There you go. Love, that's what we're here for. We're here to learn. Every day, every moment of every day is a learning opportunity. That's if we correct. choose it. So if we Dean, don't choose it. If people yes. want to get in touch with you and know more about you and what you do as an amazing business coach, how would they do that? The easiest place is to go to deanmercado.com. If you go to deanmercado.com, that points you to everywhere I am on the internet. It'll show you where my book is, where my online marketing muscle company is, um, tell you all about the programs I do and what happens and everything else about me. So that's the easiest way. Okay. If you're hesitant on there, you could always find me on LinkedIn. That's probably the place I'm most active. Okay, perfect. And this information will be in the show notes for sure. So people can get in touch with you. Thank you right. so much, Dean. I mean, I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I'm like, I, I have like notes where I want to go down another path and we'll never get off this. <laughs> I get you. So we'll have to come back. This is Gail Craft from the Empowering Process Podcast. Thank you for joining Dean and me today. We had a great conversation about, you know, the paradigms that we need to shift in our life and asking, you know, is this the right thing for me? And if not, what do I need to do? Gail Craft, the Empowering Process Podcast. If you enjoyed this, please do let us know. Give us a thumbs up. Do subscribe so that you know if there are other ep episodes, you are informed. And if you know anyone who could benefit from this or who could get to know Dean, please do share it out. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Dean. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Empowering Process Podcast. Be sure to visit Gail at gailcraft.com to learn more about how she serves thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and goal seekers. And remember, if you like this broadcast, be sure to share and subscribe so you don't miss an episode.